want to talk to you. I don't think we have anything to talk about. What's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. Because what happened at James' party, Frank was a moron. I know how you feel. Hey, you don't know how I feel. You don't know nothing about me. Your friends are all phonies, man. They're just like you. Up there in your tights, being told what to do. We don't care if we don't step on our right foot. We do what feels good. And we don't do it in the classrooms either. We do it on the streets. So you're just gonna throw the whole contest out the window, huh? You're not even gonna give yourself a chance? We don't need it like you do. They'll put us on the stage and laugh at us because we don't fit into your world. Because we don't have the right credentials. You know what your problem is? Your problem is you. You're a quitter. You think you know it all, Miss Perfect. Well, you don't know how I feel or why I do what I do. Would you just stop holding back? I mean, you're always putting up fronts. Nothing bothers Ozone. Everybody always looks up to Ozone. He knows everything. God forbid he has no doubts or fears. What are you afraid of? Well, maybe I don't know everything, like your boyfriend, James. But you get off it. James is not my boyfriend. He's my agent, and he's just trying to help us. James is just a friend. I mean, he really believes in us. That's why he got us the studio to rehearse in. Come on, I want to show you something. I want you to see what real dancing is all about. I was talking to Wiggly and he was like, oh, I can't believe you don't like Dead Wish movies. And I do like them. I like, I love the first one. Oh, well, I like this. Uh, one, one through three are great. Yeah. You know, and the problem is, though, Michael Winner basically went, right, we need to boo- bump up everything in the sequel. Yeah. More action. Mm. More Bronson. Yeah. More sexual assault yeah. and like if okay. anything that was the thing he turned down you there, know there's a do you ever see that movie What's Up Tiger Lily you know I've uh, heard the name is uh, it's the Woody Allen overdubbing a Japanese Yakuza oh, movie no no and um, there's this brilliant bit where it just cuts to him halfway through getting interviewed and it's like well I thought it was a wonderful film with loads of you know a very poetic film with loads of wonderful rapes and murders and I just <laughs> thought that you know it needed to be seen by western audiences you know that sort of thing yeah, and, uh, well, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, the the thing about and like I was watching that uh, the the Canon mm. um, electric boogaloo. No, no, the Canon like sizzle reel. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I was just like, we are dynamite. Yeah, yeah, but I was just seeing it was cool the way they're just like, and and that's kind of the thing where. They, it is just all action all the time yeah. like you know but unfortunately there was just this like, weird culture back then mm. that uh, it was just like uh, okay well we need to hit the beats we yeah. need to get uh, sexual assault and <laughs> action and you yeah. know and just like it's like a, it's like a tradition you know like you know, by all means, lads, have the wicker man. Just don't fucking burn the continent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Canon Films, the home of high-powered, high-voltage motion picture entertainment. 
with the screen's biggest spectacles, brightest stars, and boldest lineup of explosive entertainment. We're taking motion picture excitement over the edge and your box office over the top. I would like to welcome all of our listeners from episode one back as we trudge through the deep choice cuts and there are only choice cuts of the Canon Films Canon. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't start out by introducing my co-host. Now everybody knows who I am. Or I am Johnny Capcom. But uh, it was brought to my attention by more than a few people that I did not introduce my co-host, who was Sean Sheridan, Hello. on the last episode. Uh, and as a result, I feel like I've been getting too much unwanted, not even unwanted, but unwarranted yeah. uh, praise as a result. As if I did it myself. Yeah. As if you were... I'm just some, a figment of your imagination. You're not even... Marty Gennetti, yeah. you're Leaf Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> That's who, you know? I'm, ba- I'm, basi- I'm basically a large teddy bear with a strap on. You're the one doing all the work here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sadly, even Spud even got credit for your point. <laughs> Spud. <laughs> yeah. God damn. I, okay, I'm leaving. Fuck this. <laughs> you know? And I was just, I, I had to, you know, so I had to make a big deal. Okay. About the first, uh, the first few minutes of this, you know. Um, so. I mean, were you, were you happy with the first episode? I, I was very happy. I, I really enjoyed it, man. You know, because this podcast is just an extension of us shite-talking oh, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but with a format. But with the format, yeah. And sticking to one subject. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and we're not allowed to talk about Honky Tonk Man. No, that's no. <laughs> That was one of the ground rules, well, I think. I'm, I'm chewing myself apart <laughs> here not talking about him. I want to, like, yeah. really bad. We all do. We yeah, all do. But... But yeah, that, that was it. Like yeah. I, I had to make sure to introduce you on this one, and um, you know, it's it's kind of a uh, the second episode is always the kind of difficult one because like you have so much fun doing the first one that yeah. you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, then you just like you start going, Jesus, should I got my dick out or something? Is that what I'll make? <laughs> we, need, we need to top this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we need to play soggy biscuit on the air. And, <laughs> no, and, we're never doing that, sir. All, all right, but, um, <laughs> suit yourself. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I would, in all honesty, uh, like to say thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode. Absolutely. Thank you very much. uh, Thanks to Wiggly for hosting us on Giant Meatball and for Scott uh, Meany for hosting us an offering to, he hasn't put it up yet, but uh, he's going to be putting up um, the Canon Canon on purefiller.com. And uh, you're awesome, dude. And uh, he, we've got that basically there. And we're also on SoundCloud, so if you, there's a million and one places to listen to us, well, there's actually three, yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, million and one phones and iPods yeah. out there, absolutely, probably, potentially able to listen to us. Yeah. I mean, there's people who don't care, but uh, fuck them, exactly. <laughs> but, fuck those people, but uh, yeah, we had never a, know the joys of Invasion USA, yeah, and they don't deserve to. Yeah, because they're not American enough. Damn right, we're not even American enough. That was like criminal. I I felt more American after watching that film. To be honest with you, I'm not kidding. All right, I didn't tell you this. I didn't want to upset you. 
But I did run out and kneecap the Iron Sheik after, <laughs> after I finished watching it, you know. Look at the beard I'm rocking here, sir. Oh, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you think that's an accident? No, I was no, clean no. shaven when that movie started. <laughs> it just sprouted. Yeah. But uh, like a chia pet. Yeah, you should see my balls right now. But, <laughs> but, uh, just got jeans on them. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, we, we... The thing with Invasion USA, it was kind of like picking the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Where it was just like... I mean, we both love action movies and all that kind of stuff, so I kind of felt like we should challenge ourselves with our second episode. Yes. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. The thing is i got to respond to really quickly is I had a lot of people on both sides of the Atlantic Ocean asking to appear on this show, and uh, I'm certainly open, as are you. Absolutely. To having guests on future episodes. But... Um, you know, we're still in the honeymoon period here. Yeah. You know, and uh, we're trying to find our own grooves. Yeah, I just like carried him over the threshold the last episode. I yeah, mean, yeah. Come on. It was... Uh, I got you know, I got to bed him a few times first. I mean, come on. It was a happening. It was a happening. But, um, <laughs> no, we uh, we would ultimately like to have people on, but um, at the moment we're just trying to find our own groove, and uh, we will have guests in the future. Uh, we talked to a female friend of yours the other night yeah. about which tip picture she wants to come on for really do you not remember this oh yes that's right <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm looking forward to that episode uh, know, that is going to be an interesting one because uh, she, she's a she's a tit movie aficionado yeah yeah I just remember like you, you were saying like oh you can come on for uh, Emmanuel or something yeah. and I turned around and went I don't know man maybe we should pick a different tip picture for yeah. us and she uh, jumped on that man. yeah yeah so it was a uh, you know and I had people like unfortunately our rule is you got to come here to the cat cave to uh, record with us <laughs> yeah. uh, you gotta because we want to keep the, the show to always be just like an in-studio gig like you know it's just the way the show feels and will be like you know but uh, anyone's welcome after a certain period of time and um, I think with that we should probably uh, move on and get ready to talk about breaking let's do this With high energy, dancing to the beat with a scratch mix sound that comes from the street. This movie is unique. You've got the talent. She ain't no street dancer. Don't go and tell your peers the movie you run for is finally here. With action, style, and beautiful girls. People don't procrastinate, see the show, don't hesitate. And see how one young girl contacts the street dance world. at death, man. Come on, sucker, right now. She was good. I'm better. Who do you think you are anyway, Fred Astaire? Who? Don't be mistaken, you've got to see Breaking. Okay, and we're back. Um, back to talk about Breaking. This is a movie I saw when I was about... 12 I think I got it out of the the video library back home and I just thought I've never watched a musical I was like uh, and for some reason Breaking was the one I don't know if this is a musical well in the music genre you know what I mean um, I mean certainly it's a a music centric film absolutely um, 
I don't know if it's a musical, and yeah. I'll get to why I think it is later on. Okay, but okay. Uh, I mean, breaking. I saw this film at the age of twenty nine. Yeah. Uh, there last Wednesday night. <laughs> right. uh, I'd never seen Breaking before. Oh, you've never seen it? No, no. Oh, um, I think I, I don't remember it being tossed around as yeah. like a video potential rental back in the day, but um, or ever seen it on TV. Yeah, but like. It just—it's not something that would have immediately appealed to me as a kid because I remember like movies like Footloose and Dirty Dancing yeah. and stuff like that. I just remember going, "Those are for fucking girls, man." Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I'm with you on that one. And, and uh, I've got two sisters. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've, I, well, that's a complicated topic for me right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, leave that show again. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I I'll tell you this, man. To this day, I remember every last little bit of dialogue from Dirty Dancing. Isn't that all just Patrick Swayze's fringe? Uh pretty much. But like, and you his know, bulge. Yeah, that the other is like a, got a bass rumble. To yeah, because um, my my sisters watched that film about as about as many times as I watched WrestleMania six. Which is saying something now. A lot of times. I mean, they they went, you know, I grew. They, they were into the sways. Is I mean, all I'm saying. I just said WrestleMania six or yeah. You could have cut a montage of me watching WrestleMania six, <laughs> like in Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Where I just get older and stronger <laughs> with the fucking match. Just did the same. Just Hogan Warrior. You know. Just through, have Vince DiCola playing in the background. Pure, just through the ages, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a, it was the same. Like it's uh, it's of that time, and it's like this film kind of started a lot of that like um, yeah. I, I thought I remember when I started watching this and Canon have a reputation for being guys who tend to copy popular genres and yeah. yeah but I looked up the times and Dirty Dancing came out three years after yeah, th- this was one of the this was one of the few times where Canon was really ahead of the curve no it set the trend and from the way I understand it, uh, breaking was the th- was the thing that made the art form of breakdancing it popularized it in America. Okay, which and there, it probably would have just died a died a slow death as a sub as a subculture years ago had it not been for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know. It definitely was a subculture because uh, a good brother Wiggly uh, yeah. told me that he went to see Breaking in the Boyd Theater. Really? And uh, in uh, Bethlehem, I believe. And the reason being is that Wiggly himself was a competitive breakdancer back in the day. Really? And he will often regale you with the tale of him going to fight. <laughs> or whatever the Rumble. New York Rumble <laughs> with the New York City Breakers <laughs> and um, he said but like that and that was the thing like it seemed like this film to a lot of Americans and a lot of Americans I know like this is a, a landmark cult yeah. piece, you know and it was a huge success for Canon I mean for me like I again as a kid I couldn't think of anything I'd want to watch less yeah. than this film you know because I, I hate musicals yeah. um, and I hate films about dancing and I hate films about love <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like it's just that thing where I, I don't know what it was about me as a kid I just hated themes of that yeah. I was just like no I'd rather watch Arnold Schwarzenegger beat a hockey man today <laughs> like in The Running Man I'd like, rather you know? watch Freddy Krueger slash a bunch of teenagers who are trying to make love you know Yeah. oh yeah and that's what they get yes exactly you know? that's what you deserve Fre- I'm surprised actually there wasn't a, 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 like a bit in the Freddy Krueger movies where there was uh, a Freddy sticks his finger up a guy's arse and goes now this is what I call fingering <laughs> but, 
<laughs> oh, for a second there, I thought you were going to say, you know, a bit where he hobbles ozone. This is what I called breaking. <laughs> <laughs> that would work too. If only they did a crossover. Damn it. We're, Canon, you missed a trick. But, uh, I mean, the thing is, um, breakdancing in particular. Now, you're talking yeah. about breakdancing as a, as a phenom mm. here, right? I can't imagine too big of a deal in uh, in Ireland. No, I well, <laughs> may, maybe in maybe over on the east coast you'd know more about this than I would. But out, you know, on the on the west coast of Ireland, uh, breakdancing was never a thing. Yeah, I mean, it was a cultural movement in America. Yeah, but uh, you know, that's maybe that's why breaking didn't have a foothold. Yeah, you know, there wasn't. I mean, there was cardboard boxes all over the ground <laughs> in Wexford, where I'm from. But yeah. that's just because if you look at any video fo- or you know any archive footage of Ireland in the nineties, yeah. everything was covered in fucking a thick layer of rubbish. Yeah, you know, like, it wasn't until the tiny towns came along <laughs> that we all grew a bit of civic pride and realized, oh shit, we're rich now. Well, they, we can't they, go around fucking yeah. with our mullets tied to our t-shirts. Like. The, the only time I, the only time I ever saw like uh, cardboard boxes laid flat on the ground was when I was walking around Galway City and watching homeless people sleep on them that was that was it yeah and I bet they were expensive cardboard boxes oh yeah well because you know Galway ain't a fucking town for no cheapos oh yeah we're we're a better we have a better class of hobo we know them by name well I mean that's like that's the thing I mean this um Again, there's no cultural touchstone for this, but I'm sure there are plenty of people in Ireland who probably liked this movie. Probably. And, uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I didn't. My expectations for this movie, I don't know what yours were, but mine were for like a bit of a time capsule almost. Yeah. And I honestly expected to really dislike this film. I I, I was just thinking like I'm gonna watch it as almost like. Like almost with a, like a psychotic uh, temperament, you know, the way, like psychos have no empathy, and you yeah. just sit there watching someone die. And you're like, I wonder why he's upset. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have expected that to be my take on this because I was like, I don't like dancing. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, no, that's not true. Hmm. Um, if I'm drunk, I love it. Oh yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I, I just I don't know. I didn't expect to like it at all, and um, I expected to be, almost have like an ironic um, appreciation for it. But uh, I'll. You know, how were you thinking? Was uh, I went in. I went in expecting it to be all the dance movies that came after it. I went in expecting it to be Dirty Dancing or I Save the Last Dance was the one that kept popping up in my head. <laughs> I've never seen Save the Last. Dance. Uh, you know the one with uh, what's her face, the blondie chick from Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, um, and she learned. You know, she learns to dance in the ghetto and all this sort of. Oh God, Julie Stiles. Yeah, it's. You know, it does hit a lot of the same. A lot of the same beats as Breaking. So I went in kind of expecting that. You know. Okay. And just from watching the trailer, it's like, oh, save the last dance only with an eighties mop on it. You know. Yeah. But and actually, now now that I think about it. I think the reason the the breakdancing never became a thing in Ireland is the fact that you you can't breakdance drunk. It's true. Uh, I've I have an uncle who can attest to this. Really? Oh, when I was a kid, uh, essentially his move one move was the turtle. I guess. Yeah. You just spin around on his back. Yeah, yeah. And then die. <laughs> but um, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean the thing is. Uh, dancing on the ground in Ireland not too big I mean this film was known as um, Breakdance the movie probably in Europe Break Street 84 and Rock the Boat in Ireland <laughs> 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 the, the only uh, the only dancing Irish people did on the floor was Rock the Boat I don't know if uh, our American listeners or Br- 
British listeners or whoever doesn't know but rock the boats. Oh, the the Brit the British ones definitely do. I don't know about the Yanks now. Well, but, I mean, um, it's it's basically what would happen is, and I remember this is from discos from when I was a child. Uh, a bunch of people would line up yeah. on the ground and they'd kind of split their legs open and yeah. everyone would kind of scooch in like balls to bum yeah. and uh, kind of rock back and forth. Uh, it was popularized, ironically, by the Catholic Church and led to a lot of unplanned pregnancies. Yeah, and, and it was sort of like a, sort of like a rowing team It was like going a on. rhythmic human centipede setup yeah you know, where it was just like to that song rock yeah. the ball I don't was rock the ball a hit anymore? was that Dickie Rock or something uh, he, no no that, that was that was a disco hit or something oh okay yeah. well I mean and, no I'm sure I'm sure that one has travelled I'm sure that wherever wherever you go there are drunk white people <laughs> rocking the boat rocking the boat <laughs> to really dodgy 70s disco I guarantee it well I'd hope yeah I'd hope you should but, see uh, what they do for come on Eileen Oh God! Yeah, well, I'm sure anybody can uh, see evidence of this at any rest stop or cottage <laughs> in the land. But um, anyway, we uh, we should probably get into the main discussion of the movie. Let's and, do it. Um, but basically, uh, let's uh, break it to make it. First impressions. Uh, what were we thinking? What were we thinking? First impressions. Well, it opens. It opens with one of those very much of the eighties. Everyone having a really good time montages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just sets the tone for the whole thing, which I think is lovely. And we need to bring that back. Well, I'll movies. tell you something else, all right? And this yeah. is something that I did. I, I said in my my introduction, I hope I didn't sound too dour because at the open we have the spray paint uh, yeah. graphics I was like holy shit man this is like the fucking Turtles movie <laughs> like, <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> that's pretty much what I thought <laughs> but um Oh yeah, it was an opening dance, uh, yeah, move, move, like jazz dance. Was that pretty? Uh, yeah, there was, there was a bit of jazz dance. There was a bit of uh, those. There was a bit of the hand break break dancing going on. Yeah, oh well, yeah, because uh, turbo and ozone. Yeah, because but they didn't want to. They didn't want to give us the full money shot just yet. Yeah, you know, yeah. they wanted to save a bit. And uh, yeah, we then we, we go from the street stuff though to yeah to Kelly Kelly our heroine. Ke- yeah. And the heroine of everybody in this uh, movie because they're all addicted to her. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. We'll in get a minute, to that though. in a bit. But yeah, she's having a uh, Kelly uh, is a young jazz dancing woman. Yeah, um, I believe that's modern dance, jazz dance. Yeah, yeah, modern jazz uh, stuff like that. You know, and uh, anyway, she's she's having an old uh, an old jitterbug in yeah. her uh, in her studio. And um, it's it's an extended dance sequence is all it is. There's Pretty no much. there's no story to talk about here. But uh, afterwards, we we get the first hint of any antagonism as her uh, instructor, uh, what was his name again? Uh, Franco. Franco. Franco comes up to her and goes, "Hey, uh, how'd you like to hang back after class and I could teach you some stuff?" Yeah. And uh, that's you know that, now I mean I wrote down the line here. He should have said maybe you can hang back and my jizz can dance all over your face. <laughs> 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 Ha, 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 ha. 
but, uh, Come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear on my knees. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, okay. I'll teach you how to rock the boat, baby. Yeah, he just had such a scumbag yeah. face on him. Though. And I, actually, his his face is something I want to. You know, for those people who are who are listening to this podcast who haven't watched the film, the only way I can describe the way Franco looks: take Lance Henriksen, make him less wrinkly, and put a neckerchief on him. He's yeah. basically he's fancy Lance Henriksen. Fancy it's what, Lance. It's what, he's, he's, <laughs> He's fancy Lance and it's time to dance. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope that's a lyric rapping when we get to that. But, um, oh, it damn well should be. If it isn't, I'm remaking it and but, putting that in. Uh, yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> fancy Lance. But, um, yeah, like this guy, I'm pretty sure, I haven't IMDb'd him, but I'm pretty sure he played the evil dad in the TV show Harper's Island which me and one other guy from Wexford watched I have never heard of that before oh, in my life sweet. it's like an island murder mystery and uh, what and there's like a different one each episode yeah do you remember that movie um, what was it called no 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 it's, it's all the one it's oh, like okay. a serial thing do you remember that Irish film with Killian Murphy where he's playing this <laughs> sorry I was about to play something there Disco Pigs no, no. that's it that's yeah. it yeah 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 hey. but, yeah, 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 you know the girl in that. Yeah, yeah. She's the lead in this really? thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. and she's got a cracking American accent. Huh. Oh, yeah, okay. fucking completely convincing. But um, well, to Irish ears. Anyway. Yeah, and um, well, to be honest with you, when I heard that she was Irish, and more importantly, when I heard she was from Cork, <laughs> I was there going, Jesus Christ! I'm surprised anyone can understand her at all. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, Franco to get back on. Topic, yeah. Well, Franco is uh, he's hitting on Kelly. And she's having none of it. Yeah. And uh, after the, she she leaves, um, but uh, yeah, she leaves the um, what you call it? the thing. Now the thing is, we got to talk about Lucinda Dickey, who's yes. our, who plays. Uh, our, yeah. Our, I was going to say her love interest, but she's our, our she, protagonist. She is, yeah, she is the protagonist of this. But um, Lucinda Dickey um, was like a star for a second, I guess. Would yeah. you be kind of putting it? She was a solid gold dancer for about two seasons before. Yeah for two seasons of that show before she did this movie then she went on to do like what was it Ninja 3 and she was Ninja 3 and we we're yeah. definitely going to get to that at some oh, point oh dear god I can't wait but, uh, but Ninja 3 the exorcism yeah that ninjas and exorcisms in the one movie together at last <laughs> All, it was only a matter of time it was only a matter of time that was uh, William Friedkin's follow up proposed to <laughs> exorcists you know? yeah and then there was going to be a few dance numbers in the middle yeah he's, but, he's finally going to make do the <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, uh, she's a she's a good-looking girl. You know, yeah. she's an eighties uh, kind of yeah. star. I've, ne- I've never been as attracted to a woman who was who was rocking the Irish auntie haircut. That was exactly what I said. Uh, yeah. She's an auntie. She she got your auntie's haircut. If you want evidence of this, hmm. uh, I would advise you to just go back and look at any female contestant from the first few series of Winning Streak. <laughs> <laughs> And she looks like one. Yeah, there's a reference that's going to go over well with our... They've got fucking Google, all right? Okay, okay, okay. Jesus Christ, that's what Abraham Lincoln died for. Yeah, okay, okay, fair enough. um, Anyway, yeah, uh, she looks like a Winning Street contestant. Mm. But anyway, uh, but otherwise a good-looking woman, and you can kind of see why they're... Well, (laughs) sorry, that sounds terrible. You can see why these guys are macking up on her and making her life hell. No, but you can see why... um, She's a believe. She's a nice girl. Yeah, she's talented. Uh, she's not. Hard, she's easy on the eyes. Yeah, you know. 
And um, and she has a cracking arse. I didn't notice this until the end of the movie. How? How did you I not just, notice this? I you was too like, busy. I'll tell you why. I was too busy being distracted by Cupcake. Okay. And his massive dick. Which I, like, Okay, this speaks volumes about you no, here, sir. Thing, right? Cupcake walks onto the screen. Okay. And Cupcake's her friend. Mm. Okay. She leaves. She's never getting hit on by Franco. Okay. And I wasn't expecting massive dick in this film right <laughs> and that's why I was just like oh my god here you know yeah there t- there was a penile monologue going on oh yeah yeah but like she comes out of the thing and Cupcake is her buddy and they're having a chat and whatever else and she's all upset because Franco macked on her yeah. you know and um, as you'd imagine I oh would. yeah and who would I mean he's essentially like, he's less sympathetic than Jaws yeah. you know Franco is like, I, but, yeah. uh, there are STDs you'd want to keep around longer than this guy <laughs> yeah but anyway she's upset and Cupcake goes like he's standing there and I wrote down the, the thing I was like his dick is distracting because it's in this he's in blue tights yeah and I was like Watching this thing on the cinema screen must have been like seeing the Star Destroyer come in. It's too distracting. Yeah. Like, I mean, a dick is too big when it becomes obscene to the point yeah. where you can't notice, listen, the dickies cracking back me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, uh, but um, anyway, we're like they. Cupcake tries to cheer her up. Yeah. Brings her street dancing. Mm. This is the, the crux of the movie. Yeah. This is where we meet this is where we meet Ozone and Turbo. Yeah. And he brings her to the concentrated center of the nineteen eighties. Venice Beach. The only way like it's just a bunch of people standing around dancing, yeah. but the only way it could have been more eighties is if a Betamax player had been dancing <laughs> around with them. And Hulk Hogan was posing in the background. Yeah, yeah, and just like AIDS. <laughs> You know what I mean? just, but uh, it was it was so eighties. Yeah. Um, they all get they all start dancing and um, cupcake and uh, Lucinda or uh, Kelly. Yeah. So uh, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> <laughs> and what's called cupcake and Kelly start dancing and ozone and Kelly start dancing and ozone kind of is like oh I like her yeah no good blame him she's a good looking woman that's with true, a yeah. women's street haircut. But um, I mean, he look at one. She's she's a talented, sensitive, good-looking young woman yeah. who's got a future where she might win ten grand from Mike Murphy. Yeah, and she's got <laughs> and she's got great things behind her. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, and uh, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be hit on the MRA forms. Oh hell's yeah! But, uh, this is gonna go up on our red pill. I guarantee it. What the? Fu- I don't even want to know what that is, and I don't oh, want to be associated with it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Okay. Shout out to my homeboys. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I swear to God, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not reviewing fucking. Uh, we're not doing uh, My Little Pony, right? Just like, you know, like, but um, no. Uh, we're they're dancing away and yeah. two the, the two of them start dancing I mean uh, there's a bit of a trivia piece about this uh, yeah that's number I, I, I only noticed this for like a split second apparently he was you know it, it happened a bit more in the actual scene but I only saw like two frames of it mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the uh, the muscles from Brussels. Exactly. Jean-Claude Van Damme is an extra in this movie. And he is shaking us. Yeah. Uh, like, the thing is, with uh, this film, he was an extra. Uh, he was kind of the studio that kind of made Van Damme. Pretty much, um, yeah. You know, and uh, basically, this was his, like, foot in the door. Yeah, he... 
I I I always thought the story was it was just him sort of showing up on set, you know, trying to get people's attention. Oh, it was that. Yeah. Like he didn't. He turned up to to catch attention of yeah. producers, whatever. But yeah, he's there. He, he was uh, he was hustling at this time. Yeah, and, uh, he was well well away from being a blood sport and kickboxer and stuff like that. Speaking of blood sport, he breaks out some of the exact same moves that he breaks out <laughs> in blood sport in the background of this scene. I don't Apparently, know. he did more flips and yeah. stuff like no, he, the, you know, he was he was doing you know that sort of weird hip dance that he was oh, yeah, doing in yeah, Bloodsport yeah. and uh, you know there there was so, there was some fairly obscene thrusting from him oh yeah I mean he look it took me a while to notice listen yeah. to Dickie's arse yeah took him 0.2 seconds oh yeah he, you know? he was he was in there like a shot and uh, anyway they the also are having dancing having a good old time to music that's coming from the heavens I yeah <laughs> there, there was no source of music this no. is I this was uh, confusing to me on many different levels and it comes up in a big way at the end because like uh, every 80s action movie where you see every 80s movie where you see stuff like this there's always some guy with a boom box or something like yeah. that you know, or like you know, someone's got a, a record player on some on batteries or some or something like that. I don't know what's. I know. look. I don't. I don't understand. The thing is with uh, with this movie, like the they're dancing around. Uh, like they just all start dancing, and then these the the villains come yeah. up. Um, the electro rock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. These two dudes. I I call one of them Baby M Bison. Yeah, and this dude with process hair. And uh, yeah, they're they're two of the they're two of the least intimidating villains ever. At this point, I did realize something though. I was like, this that Scott Pilgrim is the rock and roll fighting version of this film. You're right. Yes, I yeah. never, that never occurred to me. But you're onto something yeah, there. Yeah, it's like kid like. It's an action film for all intents and purposes. Like I realized this when I was like, "Here's this up and coming young athlete, a sports film slash action film." Yeah, up and coming young athlete, dancer, action hero yeah. Kelly. All right, and uh, she is the best at something. And then, for no good reason, a couple of dudes are cunts to her and her friends. Yeah, and then they have to montage and fight them but instead of fighting they dance yeah you know uh, like just dance and another thing I realized when I was watching this movie is like these days these poor fuckers like talented dancers as they are yeah would end up dancing for pennies on Saturday Night Television you know at, yeah they'd be in like the back of a Nicki Minaj video at or, absolute best or they'd be getting judged by fucking cunts with Brillo hair, yeah, you know, but uh, it's like the, I will say this though, uh, you realize something when you're watching Baby and Bison uh, that these men and women are indeed dancers and they are not actors. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it, I th- I think this is this is sort of coming through as far as I can tell with canon. I mean, you know, from their from their choice of casting, yeah. they they make action movies. And they get people who can do action. Yeah. If they can act, it's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, Ch- Chuck Norris, really tough guy, can do all the action beats fantastically. Yeah. Can't can't act worth a jot. Uh, Shabadoo, the guy who plays Ozone, uh-huh. uh, if he ever delivered a line, he probably got arrested. <laughs> I mean, uh, he couldn't uh, carry a scene if I had handles on it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I knew it'd get back to the top, man. Violation, motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, they just—I I have a, a note here. Just keep dancing, fill up their own time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Like they, they really yeah. did have maybe. 
10 minutes of story yeah and then just fucking danced now don't, don't get me wrong the, the dancing scenes are fantastic and yeah. uh, the guy who plays Ozone uh, Adolfo Colon uh-huh. he's uh, he was the guy who, who choreographed the whole thing uh, okay. all of these guys were part of were like guy were his guys mm-hmm. and uh, he went on to be uh, Madonna's choreographer for like a lot of her like mid, mid to late 80s stuff you know oh, the, cool. the stuff everyone remembers yeah 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 um you know he he's very you know he was like the guy oh, good for in, him. in the in this form of entertainment for a very long time you know is he still uh, going today uh he's he's going today but it's it's more you know he's 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 an older man now so he doesn't do as much personally he yeah. still choreographs and stuff but you know okay well they dance they give her a nickname they call her special k yeah for her dancing ability and her Possible ketamine problem? Yes, I was, I was just going to say, that surely Special K would be a serious disadvantage in the competitive dancing arena. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, take it, Ke- take it, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Passing out, being pissed on a dumpster somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's like they they become friends essentially. Yeah. Apart from Turbo, who's like weird. I I love Turbo in this movie. Oh look, he's a uh, Turbo. I should describe him. Yeah. Uh, if anybody out there remembers Fifty Dyson from the internet, <laughs> that's what Turbo looks like. But as if he looks like the middle piece of a like how do I put it? He's like Fifty Tyson and yeah. if there's a, a, a an amalgam of Fifty Tyson, and Jamie Fox. Yeah. That's what this guy looks like. Uh, and no, but it, it, that, that, it's not his look that I that I loved about him. Uh, Turbo, for at least the first half of the film, mm-hmm. had um, he had the the dancing skills of like a teenage prodigy. Yeah, and he's got the personality of a bitter middle-aged Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, anytime someone tries to be happy and cheerful around, him, he basically has a look of "fuck off," would you? Yeah, and I love that about him. He begrudged someone's success. Exactly, he begrudges people existence. Yeah, I yeah. think he was just like, "Oh man, uh, do you hear a shame? You got a handy off uh, some young one up yeah. the road there on Saturday night." Like fucking arsehole probably came in his own trousers. <laughs> Exactly, but, uh, but uh, that's a cutscene, actually. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> no, I get it. It's a, it's they they become they have to have a bit of antagonism in it. Yeah. But the problem is none of this really gets in the way of them dancing together. Yeah, but uh, they. I, I think their their dynamic was that um, Turbo didn't like Kelly, yeah. but he kind of tolerated her because Ozone liked her and wanted to be up in her. Haven't and we all had to deal with that? Oh yeah, that, you, know, you know, which made me like Turbo even more because I can relate to that. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've all been in that situation. It's Jesus, uh, it's a universal film. <laughs> After this, Kelly goes back to Franco's place. Yeah, I I didn't get a surname, but I started calling him Franco Whiteman. Uh, just because he's the white villain in this, <laughs> and um, or the man. But I'll say this: he dances to some pretty fucking boss music. Yeah, and uh, he's doing like his facial expressions and change the whole way. And then he lobs the gob on Kelly, who's having none of it. Yeah, like this guy. Like at this point, I realized this is completely a PG canon movie. Yeah, because they were like, we have to appeal to children. And I guarantee you there was an extra five minutes of scene description in the script <laughs> that were thankfully excised <laughs> while chasing a PG-13. Yeah. 
Um, fucking, we, uh, he, he's probably trying to dance his dick into her hand. But, uh, As we've all tried at teenage discos at some point or another. All tried to do. That's why yeah. anyone starts dancing. Yeah. But um, they, Kelly's having none of it and she's done with Franco at this point. And uh, in the meantime, uh, we get the best PG shit talking scene in the history of cinema you, you take this man out uh, well basically they turn up and go hey I heard your mother was running low on rent this month or something <laughs> like, like Ozone and Turbo and the Electro Rock guys meet outside after uh, Turbo defies physics with a broom dancing yeah, but, which uh, is amazing oh yeah really good dancing but um, it's not worth talking about <laughs> but um, basically these guys come up and they go hey man you ain't shit and all that. I don't have direct quotes from it but it's amazing because they're clearly not allowed to swear yeah you know and I'm just like teenage boys swear whenever they exhale yeah you know what I mean and you you can even tell that the actors are, are stifling it oh know? it's the most stunted conversation ever yeah like it's almost realistic in the fact that it's clearly a bunch of young boys yeah. who've got lines ready in their head but yeah. are fucking it up when they actually have to say it to the <laughs> yeah. person you know like, hey man your fucking hair is split crooked <laughs> yeah and you couldn't dance yeah. if you fucking were born in uh, Russia yeah <laughs> but, but he, here's here's the bit there uh, then is this the bit at the, the scene at the nightclub yeah. Well, after that, comes, okay. yeah, we get the, ba- the right. dance battle. Yeah, yeah. Because I there's there's I, there's a bit I want to talk to, talk about in that. Well, there's two yeah. moments happen after that. Uh, we get uh, just yeah. a scene to fill up the runtime where yeah. Cupcakes goes to visit the uh, diner Kelly works at. Yeah. And um, he, I mean, he, he, uh, he's he's in his casual gear. Yeah. All right. He's not after coming from a dance meeting. Yeah. And uh, still wearing the old leggings. Yeah. You know, the, the snake is out of the cage. You're you're looking for it at this point, aren't you? I can't help but look for it. <laughs> it's like being an astronomer and trying not to see the moon. All right. <laughs> it's just like it's there. Yeah, it's it's there, and there's you no know, arguing that. And I don't tell you, he's an American made. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, anyway, it's just that's just a fill of the time. We get on, then we find out. Uh, um, what you call it Kelly uh, is getting a manager yeah and this is when Chris motherfucking McDonald turns up right shooter motherfucking McGavin yes the the best thing in the only properly funny Chris uh, fucking what's Adam Sandler Adam movie. Sandler comedy movie yeah because Adam Sandler doing some good movies like uh, Punch Drunk Love and if you yeah. say, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, if you were know, if you were going to say Spanglish, I would have thrown you out the goddamn window. And I you swear would have to God, fucking right to do it. <laughs> but uh, Chris McDonald's there, and like uh, straight away, I'm like, look at him. He's got a sheepskin wallet, and yeah. his suit. He's going to be a fucking scumbag yuppie. Yeah, and but it never comes. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's absolutely lovely in this he's movie. A, he's a spot on gent yeah he plays this guy James Uh and you think okay he's a theatrical agent he's played by Christopher motherfucking McDonald he's going to be the shittiest human being ever committed to celluloid and he turns out to be a really decent nice guy who just wants to do the best by the people he's representing and puts his professional concerns ahead of his personal concerns exactly and he he puts he puts his career on the line for them later on in the film oh yeah it's uh, it's tough 
going for him. Yeah, but, uh, I, it's it's the first film where and I didn't just like his performance. I genuinely liked like him. him. Yeah, yeah. No. And he's great. Like, Chris McDonald, like, the two movies that immediately spring to mind are Happy Gilmore, and he's amazing in that movie. Yeah. And uh, Wrecking for a Dream, where yeah. he's the, the... Oh, we got a winner. Yeah. And like, uh, Dirty Work as well. I don't know if you've seen that I movie. haven't, no. Oh, but, check uh, it out. But, uh, no, like... um Really, I really like Chris McDonald. Have you seen him? And but he, he meets like again being the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he meets Kelly half halfway and decides to go to a battle dance with her. Yeah, uh, the dance battle between Turbo and Ozone and the Electro Rock. Yeah, and um, this is when one of my heroes turns up. Uh, fucking Ice T. Yes, his film debut in his film debut. Oh, this is so great. I mean, the thing is. I'm used to ice as like OG ice yeah. or Cop killer. Bo- yeah, body count ice. Yeah. You know, not I'm a C and I'm a rapping man and I'm gonna be here rapping if I can. This, this <laughs> is the equivalent of Dr. Dre in the full on Dr. Get Up showing up in the movie. <laughs> you know, this, back, back like pre NWA, you this, know, Dre. No, no, this is the equivalent, right, of Kurt Cobain being in like fucking David Lee Roth gear <laughs> singing Van Halen songs like in a film six years before Nirvana break you know what I mean and, or, uh, or Ozzy Osbourne in you know in the Partridge family yeah, you know, or just, something like it's that it's crazy and uh, Ice is there he's the MC for this and the I mean I, and I can't underline how much I fucking love Ice T yeah. Body Count one of the best bands in the 90s uh, fucking like other movies Ice has been in big yeah. fan of like uh, New Jack City and stuff like oh, that oh yeah but uh, anyway we'll get to all of that in the yeah. future but uh, Ice is there we're having a dance battle mm. and oh there there's a tremendous bit in this where um, you know the, the electro crew they're mm. you know they're doing their thing and then Turbo uh, Turbo and Ozone Jackie Chan them yeah, yeah. they steal both of their jackets yeah, yeah, during yeah. a dancing it's fantastic but here's the bit this is the first time where it's like Ice where the true as far as I'm concerned uh-huh. the true villain of the film arrives out of nowhere yeah. you know the electro crew <laughs> just split out and in comes angry midget Mercedes rule <laughs> just out of nowhere I've never seen an angrier midget in my entire life now she's not even that small it's just compared to everyone else she's tiny and she looks like she'd cut a bitch she really she's does she's the crazy idea. Yeah, she's got the crazy eyes and the cra- and the angry mouth, you know. Well, I wrote here like they're supposed to have a two on two, yeah, uh, dance battle, and then the electro rock win by invoking the Freebird rule. Bad street. Just we have to have a, a world class reference in every episode, I guess. But uh, yeah, they they invoke the Freebird rule. Yeah. Just, like. Under going like they agreed to a two on two yeah street basketball sorry Wiggly that's what for you but um no they agreed to a two on two um combat uh, of dance yeah right? and the two and next thing they just go oh no we've got we've got a, a ringer here yeah and we're gonna bring her in to two fucking flurry dory kicks where yeah. her fo- she knows she looked like she's getting right up in their faces <laughs> you know what she reminded me of you remember the second girl to turn into a dead ice <laughs> she had the same hair and the same like it could have been the same girl for all we know oh, God, I it, didn't I didn't IMDB this as thoroughly as I normally do she's amazing she doesn't actually get any story she's yeah. just an electro rock dancer yeah and um she uh yeah like the two guys like the weird thing is I I was there going yeah but like she, just because there's more dancers that doesn't mean they were better yeah 
and then they'll but well, appar- apparently this was enough to swing it for oh, the yeah. electro rock crew Ice-T just decided he was like fucking who's that bitch yeah. oh, whatever let's just do it I she think she wins. might have intimidated Ice-T she was that mean she had her switch yeah. <laughs> you know? but um, butterfly knife around him while, while he was warming up his vocal cords earlier uh, but, but <laughs> like anyway the two boys lose and Kelly's upset and like Chris McDonald is like um, he's uh, he's whatever he's just like ah you know that that was fantastic I love that Kelly decides that um, the guys could win if they had a third member yeah and she's there going how do you fight the free birds yeah you get fucking Mama Von Eric to whelp out another one <laughs> but anyway, she yeah, she decides she just turns up yeah to their fucking shed they live in yeah at the turbo and ozone shed and turbo is still having none of it but Kelly just goes nah listen brother we gotta work this shit and uh, they they agree to tag up yeah and I, I love the logic of this it's like okay you're two guys <laughs> they're two guys but they got an extra member with the vagina yeah. you need to <laughs> yeah. you need to level this shit out she's like if me and her dance on the same night our yeah. periods we cancel each other <laughs> <laughs> this is going on Reddit MRA, oh, isn't God. it? <laughs> oh man, moon battle! <laughs> it's going to get worse in episode three. Don't oh, worry, dear God, yes. But um, Anyway, and look, it's not like we haven't been talking about cupcake stick here. Yeah. All right. It's a, it's an equal opportunity fucking sexual uh, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, we're we're you know we're sexually um, uh, insulting pretty much everyone. Oh yeah, across the board. Yeah. But anyway, they they dance. They become friends through montage. Yeah. Uh, to fucking a sweet shack of can tune. Yes. Like ain't nobody was on my fucking MP3 yeah. like within minutes. They, this this was probably the highlight of the film for me. Yeah. Just this montage here cuz the three of them they're they're rocking this shit. Mm-hmm. Shack of can ain't nobody Killing is a it. killer tune. This is this is about as good as the movie gets. It's fucking great. It's really well cut together. It's just like it's a fun kind of montage, yeah. 80s style of these kids dancing, and you kind of buy them as friends by the end of yeah. it in a weird way. Like you know, only and only problem is you 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 sort of lose angry Turbo at this. You point. do or Turbo because he was very entertaining. However, we gain angry Ozone. Yeah, because Ozone uh, at this point and James mm. become love rivals. Yeah. At this point, now, see, this is where they, they, like, Turbo, I guess he can't be a dick. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a rest of the film. Yeah. But, um, the, anyway, the, we'll get to this in a second. Okay. Um, I, I have some stuff to say about this. Oh, yeah, but we, we there's another plot point we need yeah. to touch on. But uh, they become buddies, they dance around, and then they go to what can only be described as a redneck cafe for lunch. <laughs> yeah. And I guess because canon films need to have fight scenes in them, yeah. they were just like, yeah, we need, to, we need to have a fight scene in here. And um, Yeah, I, I, I kept thinking, where the fuck were the Duke 
boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it just th- this scene <laughs> was just completely at odds with the rest of the film, just in terms of tone, because like Ozone, you know, I I think it was Turbo. Uh, he somehow manages to start a fight with them in there. Yeah, he throws uh, a couple. Of- and he does some of his sick moves and a guy throws a punch at him and hits yeah. the guy behind him you know and that's another Freebird spot there's a lot of Freebirds oh, a lot of Freebirds and this kicks definitely off definitely probably going to have Bads for USA at the oh, end yeah. of this one and too. This, start, this starts a mad big you know Dixie brawl yeah, in yeah. a fucking breakdancing movie it's set in Los Angeles set in Los Angeles this makes no goddamn sense it's fucking awesome it's though. awesome because they just start breaking tables yeah. and punching each other it's like I mean I I have been to some very dodgy pubs, but you know fights break. You know massive fights break out kind of slowly. Yeah, and there's always some bureau shouting, "Leave him, Darren. He's not fucking worth it. Leave it out. Leave it out." <laughs> that's just there though, for and like we, yeah. we, I don't think we've got a great point to make on this because that yeah. seems just there. Yeah, it's just there. It doesn't do anything. Have a bit of have a bit of fun with this, you know. Yeah, they, this is just them having you know having a story they can tell later. Yeah. after the film is over, you know. Well, after this, James uh, agrees to go watch because James at this point is kind of interested in Kelly. Yeah, you know, and um, he goes and uh, basically watches them. Uh, dance yeah. war against the electro rock and he shows his approval by assaulting the idea of rhythm because he just claps but yeah. it's like you know we all know what 4-4 timing is or whatever else yeah. but he, this is James's idea of clapping for rhythm yeah like it's amazing I loved it like, oh he he is you know James is probably the whitest of white men in all of this movie he's it's, so white right like He's almost just like there's almost clouds of apartheid coming. <laughs> but uh, it's he, they win. They yeah. beat the Electro Rock. Uh, I guess because they had a girl and yeah. because Ice T is a misogynist. Yes, and he went like Ice was up there rapping away. And I should point out at this point in time, uh, apparently Ice T hates these movies. Really, and uh, even though he went on to be in Breaking Two and rapping. Oh god damn! I'm I'm disappointed by that. I, uh, you know, he's got a reputation to. Yeah, he, it does. It does kind of ruin his his bad guy image. Yeah, you know. But uh, anyway, like they they win. They win this uh, the the dance fight against the electro rock. Film over shortly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. They, you know, justice is done. Yeah, they've beaten all the they've beaten the bad guys. That's it. Uh, no, no. Uh, basically this is just preamble yeah like you're thinking James decides then he's like okay these guys have got something yeah so I'm going to make them into pro dancers mm. so then we go back to Franco alright yeah. but the more, return of Fancy Lance yeah <laughs> but more importantly well we the, the way to get to the start of this okay um, the love triangle begins James is into her and he keeps on like asking her if she wants to go get dinner and stuff yeah like, Kelly obviously and um you know she's there going ah you know what I'm sorry yeah and uh Ozone on the other hand then is in love with her alright but never actually bothers to ask her out yeah and he has he, he is more in common they've known each other longer yeah he'd have a better shot and he's got a sweet hat yeah he looks the business in by in, by mid eighties standards. But here's the thing, man. I was just thinking, man, just fucking ask her out. Yeah, she's had like a bunch of dudes like just essentially be step away from assaulting her. 
Yeah. She'd probably just appreciate it if you just went, hey, you want to get a burger? She'd like, yes, I do. That's all I've ever wanted from <laughs> <Yes>. a man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. why do you think I hang out with fucking cupcakes so much? Yeah, let's let's hang, you know, let's hang out and talk about dancing and, you know, watch yeah. Fred Astaire movies. Let's do that. But, so anyway, like, Ozone doesn't want to cut, like, they're invited to a party because James is getting behind them. Yeah. And, um, he's like okay I'm gonna get you guys an audition and all this kind of stuff and you're thinking because I remember thinking when the electro rock were beaten and by the way I want a sick ass electro rock jacket yes alright if anyone's out there who's like able to make sweet 80s jackets we'll send you our measurements Wiggly you gotta know someone (laughs) oh yeah yeah (laughs) but um we we have the two of them uh but uh the they go like Ozone and Turbo agreed to come to James's party because James genuinely wants to introduce them to people in the dance world yeah. and like because I'm so prejudiced against the 80s yuppies yeah. I was waiting for him to like pull the rug out from underneath yeah. uh, Ozone and just be like I got you here and I'm I'm a rich white man welcome to Caucasia motherfucker <laughs> now but, dance dance for pennies yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Turbo is just crying yeah. and yeah. stuff then the cage comes down <laughs> yeah but uh, it's <laughs> but it never happens yeah. they go to the party and um Here's the thing, actually, and uh, this is something I kind of enjoyed about this movie. There was a little like Turbo, obviously, is a young black man. Yeah. Um, Ozone is um, it's like early twenties. No, but Ozone is, I'd say, Puerto Rican. I think that was uh, his, uh, half black, half Puerto Rican. It says on his says okay. on his IMDb at least. But uh, yeah, so like all these rich old white people. Yeah. And I was expecting, and again, I'm not saying I don't like canon movies. Yeah. But I was expecting on the nose racism. Yeah, got subtle racism instead. Mm. Yeah, there there was there was that scene where Turbo was hanging out at the buffet table. Yeah, and the two old ladies come over and they just generally have a look about them that says, "Oh, look, a Negro." Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's just, but at the same time, they're not mean. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're they're more getting a kick out of so out of a novelty yeah, than yeah. anything, uh, which he, he, is is kind of racist, but not like not like seriously hateful racist. Uh, if you get my point. Uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. though, if, if Turbo was a few years older and they were a few. Years younger to be running a train on them <laughs> <laughs> but um, who's to say they didn't uh, who knows uh, but anyway like that, the, that was probably in the first draft as well the love triangle is kicking into high gear at this point uh, but, it, but it becomes almost a love square because well if you count that other fucking square oh fancy Lance yeah fucking because uh, Franco's at the party and he's there going hey Kelly I want you to introduce you to my friend who's a shit hot dance instructor yeah. he's like oh I know her and then they're going wait a minute brother you're the cunt here <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you're taking the fucking high road from <laughs> like you know you know this bitch blue balled me yeah, you know but, something like that, that was, yeah oh, he's a fucking arsehole alright I fucking hate this guy yeah and, and he's he w- the biggest he's the biggest douche in 80s movies a, a fucking genre known for right. massive douches like he makes Sully look like a nice guy Sully from Commando yeah you know <laughs> but uh, anyway like Ozone comes over and he's just being like James is there going hey man meet this guy yeah. and Franco's there going I know you're nothing but street trash and all this and you can't dance I know you can't dance and all this and yeah. you can dance if you want to <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you, you can leave your friends behind but uh, anyway <laughs> he's just he's just having a go and um, he's just being a cunt for yeah. the sake of it like. yeah. and um, 
the Kelly's having none of it. I, think, I guess this is his weird roundabout way of thinking he can get Kelly back. Yeah, but just by being an arsehole. And like at this point, like Ozone's never had a better opportunity to like be nice guy and like yeah. set it on to Kelly. Like you know. Yeah. But uh, no, he just disappears and goes to be to be moody for a few uh, minutes yeah. of the film. Like yeah. you know, and you kind of get the feeling that the the band is done. Yeah. You know? uh, and now Kelly decides that she's gonna keep the fucking thing together mm. and she wants to go to this rehearsal which we're told after like with no great fanfare that it's really important yeah like, they should have been building this up since the beginning they really should but they weren't yeah, and they, it, they, this all feels like about 20 minutes added on yeah. for no good reason like the, there was a short run time and we gotta keep we gotta stretch this shit out I like the idea of Menachem looking at the script yeah. and Menachem Golan the head of uh, Canon Films and an absolute fucking heroic gentleman absolutely but um, I like the idea of him going and then they fight the dance guys and they beat them and then like made the film and then went okay wait a minute we can't put out a 50 minute film <laughs> so let's just have this other subplot yeah. like but um <clears throat> They Ozone disappears. He doesn't want to dance anymore because uh, he's he's upset, understandably, by how he was treated at the party and all this kind of stuff. And he clearly he wants Kelly, but again, won't bother his hole to do anything about it. But then we get the best scene, not only in this film but possibly in any film. Okay, <laughs> right? go, go ahead. Kelly finds Ozone on the beach. Yeah. Where uh, he's been missing for a number of days, and I like to think that he's been emoting on this beach for that <laughs> set amount of days. It's amazing. Ozone is a great dancer yeah. and a shit actor. Oh, yeah. And that's why this scene is outstanding. <laughs> he is just sitting on this rock looking at the sea, probably trying to understand why it laps against the land. <laughs> But um, and, uh, he just basically turns around and with the craziest look in his eyes, yeah. they're going, "You don't know me," you know. And yeah. he's laying the whole trip on Kelly. He's like, "You're phony and you're a fake dancer and you can't dance. You can't dance if you want to. You ain't no friend of mine." <laughs> All right. And he lays it yeah. on her, and he's just like. It, she's there going hey man come on let's just dance and he's just there going god damn it you can see his balls blowing blue and yeah. he's just staring at poor Kelly like you yeah know? and there, there's 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 that one line in it where he just goes you don't know where I'm from yeah she's like I've been to your house <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> you live there with turbo yeah in the shade yeah I, I've seen it it's it's, it's, we it's alright we danced to Shaka Kander yeah do you not remember this <laughs> You know, I I know you're angry Ozone now, and that was happy Ozone, uh, but I hope you're in, it's not like a split personality thing. The sad thing is, all right, we've had fun talking about the rest of the movie, yeah, but I don't think we can actually do this scene justice for you. Yeah, he's, just, he's not an actor. He really isn't. But he's acting, <laughs> and that's the best way to. Dear describe. Lord, he's 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 acting. He's he's throwing it out there. It's uh, it's wonderful. Like I really, genuinely wish the whole world could watch him act. It's yeah. Amazing. And he basically he doesn't really explain himself. He goes, "You don't know me. You're a phony. You're fake." And then just goes, hey, "You want to see what it's all about?" And then just brings her to watch more dancing. Yeah. And by the way, the, we skipped over a lot of dancing. Yeah. Describing this movie, right? There, there's a ton of dancing we could have mentioned but didn't. The, the best thing about this one is though, I'm not sure if you noticed this. There's like all the young hip '80s people, yeah. and just one dodgy pedo hanging in the background. <laughs> Yes. There's this guy in slacks. 
lacks a leather jacket and wearing the most pedo mustache yeah ever. like Gary Glitter would look at this guy and go that's a bit much yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? wow <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. now, I'm not saying this guy definitely was a pedophile yeah or whoever he was yeah there was but, a bit of Paula Poundstone about him though oh know? he was he was uh, I'm just saying he looked like something from a police camera action like <laughs> Right. Yeah, he, you know, he he was he was just like those big plastic goggle glasses away from like full on pedophile. Oh, he was, yeah. And um, he was he he probably founded the darkness. <laughs> but um, anyway, like to show some more dancing, and then uh, they decide Ozone's like, I don't want to dance, and then he goes, I do want to dance. Dance, dance. dance. It should have, uh, there should have been a moment where he turned to the camera and went, I want to dance on Franco's grave. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but he didn't, sadly. The, Unfortunately. That would have been fantastic. They then dance yeah. some more to fill up the run. Yeah. You? In the studio. And they get sweet jackets. Yeah. And, with, um, T, with T, K, and O. On yeah. It. T- Turbo, Kelly, and Ozone. Yeah. yeah. Turbo, Special K. Special K, yeah, yeah. And Ozone. Get it right now. That's why she's able to afford to live on her own. <laughs> she's, uh, she's spinning the she's, she's horse now. You know, she's literally horsing out ketamine to people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we also get to see the sickest moonwalk ever in that scene. Yeah. Because Chris McDonald does one. <laughs> yeah. In his shoes. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I, I can't make gifts. Yeah. But I really want to learn just for that. Yeah, yeah. I want that to be on everything I have to do with social media. That's going to be on it. I want Christopher to, motherfucking McDonald moonwalking. I want to make a gif of him dancing in a Tron suit like that. I think that would, yeah. You know, that could work. That could work. You know, uh, there's time. There's time. There's time. And uh, it's time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, they, they dance more. They get ready. And... They go to um, they go to this audition that we've been told <laughs> for a few seconds is kind of important. Yeah, it's it's a make or break thing. It is. We yeah. just mentioned a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you not know about this? And maybe maybe like this is almost like hipster filmmaking. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard of this audition. What oh my you? god! What are you? Some kind of prick? Yeah, I know. Can't believe you never heard of breakdancing. Can't believe you never heard of this audition. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, Maker chiefs are in, man. Yeah, and they they, they tux up to mm. to go to this audition because they're like otherwise you're yeah. not wearing a tuxedo. Yeah, um, and turbo in a tux on some level is hilarious to me. I don't know what it is. It's. Seeing a cross-eyed dance virtuoso in a tux is fucking phenomenal to me. Well, the thing is, um, as I was describing earlier on, I was—I didn't quite notice the the, the full uh, volume of Lucinda Dickey's uh, allure, shall we yeah. say? I remember when she walked on stage, and I'm being completely—I'm I'm objectifying this woman like I don't even oh, care. Oh yeah, she's like, an object. I'm objectifying her like it's 1995. Oh hell but, yeah! Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, what an arse on that woman. Yeah. Especially, just, she's wearing Two the right... powdered eggs in a hanky, she's sir. Just, just wearing the right tights in that moment, yeah. man. I was just like, as I said to you, yeah. I was watching this film, I was having a good time, yeah. and I remember just going, well, I didn't expect to have an erection, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I will not turn one down. Yeah, I was... It's kind of hard to do that anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, uh, I don't mean to let you in on more than you care to know, but uh, I, I spotted Lucinda's, you know, attributes yeah. in, in, like, the first, you know, within the first dance scene. So I was I, I was sporting a chub for a good chunk of this you movie. You were tumescent. I was tumescent for a long, <laughs> for long sections of this film. But, and then Cupcake was on screen that just fucking confused me. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. You know, it was rough. Well, but. you know, uh, th- that's the thing. We we get the um, we get them dancing, and uh, basically. Uh, we see Franco's crew dancing first yeah. and they're having do you remember when Smithers uh, was like a cowboy dancer in The Simpsons oh licorice whip yeah, yeah yeah that's essentially what they were doing it kind of was <laughs> yeah. you know and uh, like it's him and just some other dudes like rubbing each other's forearms while they danced around each other yeah. in neckerchiefs because that's Franco's gimmick uh, yeah there's uh, he's that he's that sort of borderline you know it's, kind of gay villain yeah, yeah. that only exists in he's 80s like a, movies. He's like a, a troll, like, he's like a precursor to, uh, what you call it, to Silva in uh, Skyfall. Yeah! <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right down to the way he comes on to Kelly. Like, That's you know? true, yeah. I Who'd have thought Javier Bardem was watching Breaking to... <laughs> Hey man, yeah, you know I'm sure everybody was watching Breaking. He, was, he, pro- he probably watched Chuck Norris to get down Chigore as well. Yeah, that, that's neither here nor there. But uh, we got uh, they they like basically the the people who the dance. Um, how do I put this? The judges who are taking crews for auditioning. Yeah, right? like. <laughs> They look at Franco's cowboy dance scene and go, yeah, man, that's what we're looking for right yeah. now, right? And then uh, the the street dancers want to come on, yeah. right? But Franco puts a word in, you yeah. know, he put, he's like Shawn Michaels, he talks, puts a word in Vince's <laughs> ear, and he's like, no, brother, they're, they're too small and they can't work. And um, basically the guy goes, I'm afraid, because he's the English-American... <clears throat> Aristocrat, yeah, dance. You, you all, you almost get, get him. You almost hear him say, "Most irregular." As soon yeah. as you see his face, <laughs> but there's this man, and he goes, "I'm afraid you cannot dance at my audition," and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, basically, fucking Ozone's having none of it. Yeah, and he shows he's having none of it by starting to strip. Yeah, <laughs> just, he just starts ripping the tux off himself. Yeah, and yeah. just strutting around the place. Like, and this is where the magic music comes from. Again, yeah, where like him the three of them start doing their fucking sick ass fucking uh, yeah their uh, breakdance routine may, maybe the maybe the judges are going well God has clearly put the tunes on so this is <laughs> this is meant to be you know because out of nowhere just this like yeah. fucking really cool 80s rap music starts and they start breaking to it yeah uh, obviously of course but, uh, it's just they're going Let's, there's just one old woman with a piano in the corner yeah. playing music there's, what? Is there, she? Does she got a turntable under there? <laughs> is she scratching on the side? That's like? a that's a movie I want to watch. Actually, if that's the case. Oh god! It's pianist I, by day, yeah. turntable by night. Fucking hell! Like, <laughs> it's it's like I wasn't. You kind of forget it after a minute. Mm. And of course, even though these people are probably, I mean, I, I don't want to say these judges are out and out racist. Yeah, but they're probably a little bit racist. Yeah, uh, and then like they don't like rap music or rap dancing and. As soon as God starts playing yeah. uh, rap music for them, uh, and they start dancing, all of a sudden they're just slaves to the rhythm. Break dancing cures racism. Yeah. Is the point of this film? They start dancing, and Franco goes, I'm, "Oh no, no yeah. we can't have this." And this guy, uh, the guy, and, and the the old guy, the most irregular guy, is like, "This is actually pretty good." Yes, yeah. he starts dancing with his cigar. Yeah, to the, to the music, and uh, basically they win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they win, and. I don't know what kind of fucking play these guys were auditioning for. Yeah. Because he said we need jazz dancers, but then we had, like, country jazz or whatever. But then they... Like, we, we don't get a resolution to the to the story, yeah. I guess. Because what happens is 
like you see Franco being a bit upset and then it just cuts straight away to the play that these guys have won the part from yeah and, and they're the stars of this they thing. are yeah. but on top of that I was there going what kind of play were you thinking about putting on yeah. lads because you said you didn't want rap dancers yeah and then you did but not not only that the Electro Crew and Angry Midget Mercedes Rule are yeah. in this fucking play well, as you, well <laughs> you bet she is yeah and I couldn't take my fucking eyes off her. Because <laughs> oh, <yeah. But laughs> her eyes, like, she doesn't need to be in high definition yeah. for her eyes to reach across the screen. Yeah, like, and you know? burn into your goddamn soul. I'd say she probably just fucking broke a bottle of, you know. Yeah, I'd say she charged a turbo and was like, I'll cut your fucking. Uh, my, my guess is she's in jail now, if I had to guess. Yeah, either that or, like, she looks like the kind of woman, and I don't want to cast aspersions here, mm. but I bet Nikki sticks. Nikki Six from Motley Crue mm. has an eight ball story about her <laughs> no doubt you know no what I mean doubt. like the two of them just hooked up in a fucking shoe closet yeah. somewhere one time and she broke his dick off and just did an eight she ball just thing. ground the fuck out of him yeah but they wouldn't be able to have sex because they're yeah. all eight balled up oh yeah yeah you know but uh, you know they were just looking at mm. each other and go I'll remember this and I'll have a particularly vicious wank later on because <laughs> vicious love is the only love she knows oh yeah that's oh, that's like a Motley Crue lyric right there but that's the weird thing they just start dancing and dancing dancing dance yeah. to the end of the movie right yeah. and uh, like the, again the, the, even though the, the guys were like we don't want street dancers they mm. built an entire set themed around them street yeah, dancing and, and rewrote the music for yeah. the street dancers oh yeah you know they just I think they just threw out whatever production they were actually casting they were just for like, did you know what it was like that scene in the well, I think, well, you know, Menachem was was writing this, and I'd say it was just like, well, we can't make that movie. Let's make this fucking movie. Yeah, you know, and he probably assumes that's how everyone does it. It was like that scene in Watchmen where. Uh like Dr. Manhattan's father throws out the watches he goes time is relative watches are irrelevant yeah. and throws out the, the watches and these guys were like I've never heard music like this before taste time fucking narrative form it's all gone out the window build a street inside let's dance <laughs> worlds within worlds concepts within concepts rhythm is everything string theory alright <laughs> like that's all we are we're just strings vibrating to our own rhythms in the grand scheme of the universe man and that's what this movie's about I think you're reading way too much into this <laughs> maybe <laughs> what's wonderful though yeah. is that in true canon fashion they're money men yeah they start promoting breaking 2 before breaking 1 is over yes you know they were like breaking mm. 2 is on its way and it was on the way yeah. it came out in 1984 well. electric boogaloo yeah and look we'll get to that oh dear god we're gonna get to that maybe not today maybe not tomorrow <laughs> but, but someday so uh john what, what was your overall impression of this film? What were your positives and negatives? Well, there wasn't really any negatives to it, because I'll be honest with you, the overall um, thing about this movie is so fucking upbeat yeah. that I don't think it's possible to have a bad time while watching it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, while I was watching it, I was expecting... Um, I was expecting quite a... Like, Cupcakes, the character we were talking about earlier on, yeah. was a homosexual young man. Yeah, right? and... You know, with a massive dick. Yeah, and blatantly so. As you know, from the second he opens his mouth, you can tell he's gay. Oh yeah. And the thing is, I was sitting there and I was going, "Oh no, there's going to be a really horrible scene later on where they pick on him for being gay." Yeah. And it never comes. Yeah. 
Like everybody's nice to him and accept him for who he is. Yeah, you know? there, there's there's a serious theme of acceptance and yeah. uh, of you know and unity all the racists, and everything. Yeah. There is a bit of like subtle racism in it, but like in the real world, the real racists are really just kind of cowardly when yeah. confronted by people and eventually have to just kind of you know admit that they're cool. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, like those two old women. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I was expecting that, but I never it never came, and I, I know I, I never like the heel turn from James never came, mm. and I don't know. I, I was just kind of I was impressed with that it shocked me it yeah. was, the, the fact that I wasn't shocked was shocking yeah. um, I'll say this it, I didn't mind that there was no resolution to the movie there was a love triangle that went nowhere Yeah. Um, I can only assume that maybe Ozone takes Kelly out for a drink or something uh, maybe it's in Breaking 2 in Breaking 2 yeah uh, it, Friend Zone uh, yeah. <laughs> we're definitely going on the MRA oh yeah uh, t- from my warm sticky hands shooting jizz instead of bullets but um, yeah I it's weird like it I you were saying it was a musical and I don't necessarily agree mm-hmm. that it was one yeah um because it none of the characters sang to yeah. advance the plot um well yeah like, I, I I agree with you about the love triangle. This is like one of the most stunted love triangles I've ever seen. Yeah. Because one guy asks her out and she says no and he's like, okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Then the other guy doesn't have the balls to ask her out and I don't think she even notices that she's in, that he's into her. Yeah. And it's 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 the weirdest love triangle. Yeah. Cuz it it and both know, of it, them are just, jealous. Yeah, and they're jealous the of each other even though they, nobody's getting and they, and, anywhere. but they still get along. Yeah. And it it's set up and there's no resolution. There's no even progression from that. It's bizarrely realistic. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, you know, who'd have thought breaking was part of the Dogma 95 movement? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but fucking uh, breaking is no. better than any movie for yeah. the Dog Ninety Five. I, I love you know uh, I love Turbo's character in the first half of this movie mm. uh, some of the dance scenes were phenomenal the soundtrack is going on my drunk at 3am playlist oh, yeah. um, Shaki Khan spe- especially that is such a tune that's one thing we probably didn't talk about yeah. enough like the music in this movie yeah. is fucking great it's, it's this sort of uh, early 80s electro pop rap yeah. you know which is a f- which is a fantastic genre of music oh, and, yeah. it, and it needs to come back yeah oh definitely it needs to come back I would take that over Nicki Minaj any goddamn day of the week um, it's so fucking good um, and it's I if I if I was to if I was to recommend this movie for, for anything in particular mm-hmm. I would recommend this for like a Sunday morning when you have an absolutely minging hangover. Yeah. When you're when you can when you can feel your hair grow and you can barely move. Put this movie on. It's it's got some lovely tunes, it's got some great, you know, it's got some ni- nice dance scenes mm-hmm. and you'll feel happy at the end of it. it that's exactly it. It's a very positive film. I think yeah. it's impossible I just like that was the thing that surprised me the most about this movie. How much I fucking loved yeah. it. Yeah, like, it's it's a very feel it's a feel good eighties movie. Yeah, and it delivered like it delivered a couple of things. Maybe some of them maybe didn't think it was going to deliver. Yeah, like I love a good bad acting scene. Yeah, and that one with Ozone goes on to the Hall of Fame, like the one where he's emoting. On yeah, the that, beach. that's up there with Pierce Brosnan and Taffin. Oh god. Yeah. You know, oh god. <laughs> but uh, yeah. or you know they're eating me. They're eating her. Yeah. Oh my god. Or, it's uh, up there. It, it actually was a pre 
precursor to one of my favourite scenes in any film which was Vanilla Ice in Ice Ice Baby the movie or oh, Cool as Ice Cool yeah. as Ice where he's there going so what's it like having a family and stuff but uh, <laughs> oh god yeah yeah it's um I don't know man it's a, just a really fucking fun movie yeah. that like I wouldn't like the weird thing is like it spawned a lot of imitators and even to this day like films that are still coming out with this trope of like step up the streets and all oh, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. stuff it, it still happens the whole thing and I don't like any of them yeah you know what I mean but I wouldn't like this if it was a new film yeah the fact that it's an 80s film helps it yeah because it's like a time capsule and it's like yeah it, it, it is very much of it's time yeah it's I don't know it's fun like yeah. it's uh, it's just a fun movie and that's all it's really supposed to be and that's the great thing about canon yeah. like canon make movies that just are supposed to fucking make you have a good time and like maybe not tax your brain too much yeah you know but uh, yeah it's uh, it's great I think it's a it's a, it's a fine entry into yeah. the canon canon it is so so far we've only done two so far but yeah. I they, this has knocked Invasion USA off the number one spot that's the thing I gotta admit as well I yeah. mean maybe we got a hand in our man cards I, yeah. I much prefer this to Invasion <laughs> USA I, I know I, you know we, we are this far away from drinking like macchiatos right now yeah, yeah. With, our, with our pinky fingers in the air but this beats Chuck Norris I'm, I've gotta say it sorry man I'm but, sorry uh, Chuck and you know I love you it you know just, I love you it but. was just a fun movie yeah and uh, it's a fine entry uh, obviously there are two sequels uh, yeah. Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo which we will get to and which is somewhat notorious notorious yeah but I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy it I have a feeling I well I have a feeling I do. I will as well, but from what I've been told about this film, I'm not getting my hopes up. I uh, see. I haven't seen it now. That's the beauty of this nor, show. Nor have I. You know, so th- this could blind. be interesting. But um, there's rapping as well, and we'll definitely get to that too. Oh, and I don't know if you're aware of this. They're going making a Breaking Three. Breaking Three, which will be a cinema visit for us. And I don't know if Lucinda Dickey's coming back, but uh, Ozone and Turbo, Michael yeah. Chambers and yeah. Adolfo Quinone, they're coming back. Mm-hmm. It's it, this is going. And that's going to be a cinema visit for me. Oh, man. Without doubt. Can't wait. Even if, I have to, even if I have to travel, that's a cinema visit. Oh, look, it'll be in the eye. Don't oh, worry. no doubt. The question I have to ask you, has this sold you on breakdancing? I, if I had seen it when I was 20, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I'm pushing 30 <laughs> now, and I don't think... Uh, yeah, my old hip might give way. Well, look, man, I spent five years wrestling, like... That's true, that's you know, true. Uh, or close to it. <laughs> and uh, I got, like, my knees are metronomes. <laughs> you know, I, I can't, I can't uh, you know... Yeah. Ironically enough, uh, Kelly's Bar in Galway features quite a lot of breakdancers sometimes. That's true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, saw, I remember being drunk and stuff. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um... We uh, we should probably talk about our next episode. We're gonna like just as a bit of business uh, on the outside. We're gonna try and do this every two weeks. Yeah, uh, keep it a fortnightly show. Friday nights, uh, that'll be the thing. Sounds like a plan. And um, basically, the Friday two weeks time. You uh, we're gonna have to take uh, we're gonna take a bit of a turn here. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Um, we uh, it's a we're, we canon. Mm. made a lot of uh, films they made action films they made comedies they made uh, romance movies and all yeah. this they also made a lot of sex pictures yeah and we need to jump hands deep yeah. into, the, into this genre so we need to get sticky yeah ladies and gentlemen have your tissues at the ready 
Because yeah. next, in two weeks' time, we will be going all the way up in Bolero. Oh, dear God, yes. Bo Derek in her prime. And, uh, you know, here, check the trailer and see what you think of it. Once in a while, a film dares to be different. Dares to be daring. Dares to be Bolero. <laughs> Bo Derek is the adventurous young woman who leaves her world behind and sets out to lose her innocence. Beautiful word, ecstasy. A discovery in the meaning of desire. It has to be warm and sultry and dark-eyed when you give your virginity away. I want it. Will you show me everything? There are many sides to love. You bitch! Now I kill you, I have to kill you! Shut up! Don't do this to me. The film that's created all the controversy. Bo Derek. Bolero. So daring, we can only show you where the ecstasy begins. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I hope that didn't uh, interrupt your day when you're on, when you're on the bus or something. Yeah. Like, you know, NSFW. Yeah, oh, man, you're just like even the audio of that, like you know, <laughs> yeah. a Bo Derek trailer can talk the pulp off. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, you, they usually charge like two euros a minute for that kind of talk. Oh man, it's uh, it's a happening. It is gonna be a happening. But uh, yeah, we're gonna come back in two weeks' time with uh, <laughs> with Bolero, and we hope you'll join us for that. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode with uh, yeah. of us discussing breaking where we lost our masculinity. Oh yeah, and you know what? It's fucking fine where it is. Too Too long, didn't listen version, Cupcake Stick, Fancy Lance, Lucinda's Arse.